Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an Ivy Pod production. You can find us at ivypod.com. We are Ivy Pod on Facebook, Ivy Podcast on Twitter, and mail at ivypod is our email. Let's begin episode 80 of the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. Boom. Hello. Hi, John. We made it. We did it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Hello. We're keeping up our three every three weeks. Yes. Shoot. I forgot to send out a message to the world that we're recording. I think... Folks, baby, what is this? Three, four in a row? This will be our fourth one in a row. I think so. Yeah, that's We're pretty that. good. Yeah, that's that's really good for where we were about uh, what? Well, in the last couple of years, six months ago, yeah, yeah, where we don't record at all. So yeah, it's something. We're gonna keep it going too. Doesn't mean it's, we doesn't necessarily mean we have anything to talk about, right? But we're gonna we're here. We're sitting well, down we're in living, the booth. We're living our lives, and we so we 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 experience things. So that's what we're gonna talk about. It is sad though. We were just talking before we hit the record button that after the last show, we were had some plans about what we could do on this show, and next thing we know, here we are, and we didn't do nothing. It, nope. <laughs> and that's okay. No, we had Thanksgiving, you know, hosting and cooking and yeah. Christmas lights. Yeah. Did you do any of that? Not, no, I, I never have. No. I, my house would be real easy, too. I have no excuse because <laughs> I have like yeah, I could a ranch that. house with a one gutter in front and you just, you mean six foot ladder, you can get her done probably. I did a little this weekend and I had a Clark Griswold moment. Did you? Oh. Did you fall? I, well, so I was up in the tree. We have a big magnolia tree in our front I, yard. I, uh, sometimes it's it's I'll climb in it and do some decorating. This year I did something different where I was extending lights from the uh, from the from a pole from a lamppost in yeah. our front yard, and it went up into the magnolia tree and other places. And I had the uh, extension ladder, you know, like the big extension ladder yeah. set up and extended up into the tree. So it was pretty high up. I mean, I feel like it was probably like almost twenty feet up there. I'm uh I'm up there and I am. Ready to, you know, tie off, use some zip ties, tie off the light. I grabbed a branch. The branch broke. It was a pretty big branch, too. I was surprised. I mean, normally I'm pretty safe about that. Yeah. But this one was unexpectedly, it broke. Yeah. And when it broke, I, you know, my balance shifted. The ladder pivoted mm-hmm. on one leg. Uh, it, like, f- it came up off the ground, pivoted, and I had to jump off the ladder into the tree. Okay, so the and ladder cl- went down. They, no, the ladder stayed, but it was I couldn't climb down. I had to climb down the tree, which so was you not. Ju- you just like <laughs> okay, and that's right. not yeah, yeah. Wow. So you you it left was, off the like a spider monkey. Or... It was definitely uh, the heart rate was racing on that one, <laughs> yeah. and I'm still feeling it. Like I'm not in good shape right now, and <laughs> after climbing in a tree, I, I'm I'm noticing that here a few days later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a that was a fun moment. And you've fallen off i mean putting up christmas lights you've you've taken a tumble before right i have taken a tumble in my my current house i fell off my parents house although that was cleaning the gutters yeah okay um, but that was from like 15 feet wasn't that it? was way up there yes that what was, percent there's like a it's a shocking percent of people die from falls over six feet have you ever heard yeah that number? oh yeah anything uh, six feet i mean that's all it takes if you fall so, the wrong way if you worked in the mining industry you would know that you would need fall protection and you would need to maintain three points of contact sure okay <laughs> so, i believe that i i don't have I mean, experience with that but i know from when i worked at uh 
in the sewer industry, yeah. you know, a lot of times oh, they like have to do excavation. A and, you confined know, they, space. Confi- or exactly, the confined space. I, don't, I think three feet, is it? Probably, only, yeah. So it's, a, well, because of the gas will settle low areas of that. And, um, yeah. It's dangerous. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I have experience falling. Yeah. I have one time where my uh, neighbor saw me do it, and she came over to me and was like, what? how did you just do that? Because I fell, and I flipped myself in midair and landed on my feet. <laughs> She's like, how did you land like that? I'm like, I don't know. I just reacted. I pretty, well, you were the kid who used to practice falling. I did practice. I've got muscle memory built in because I used to practice being a stuntman. That was uh, My kids will ask me, what did you want to be when you were like our age? And I'd be like, I have to be honest with them. I was like, oh, I don't know, like a stuntman or a professional wrestler. I'm like, well, really? Uh, like, yeah. And then you happened. No. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it, all, it all changed. Dashed my dreams. Thanks it a lot, That kids. was you know, yeah, they were already dashed before your kids were born, probably. <laughs> but stuntman's not something that's easy to break into, I don't think. I don't know. It's a fairly it, it tough field. It pretty exciting. To, yeah. But how do you, how does one, is, is there stuntman school? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I think there is. There are, probably. Or you yeah. can be somebody like uh, Rook, who we interviewed. Yeah. Yeah, from the skydive Chicago. He's not a stuntman per se, but he's, he's a, a daredevil at dare, the least. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's like professional, a, thr- a thrill he is, seeker. He is a professional. I mean, he goes yeah. around and travels to do special skydiving stunts. Right, this is like a this lot of skydive par- Chicago. We're talking about yeah. which... parallels there with uh, who else? I, yeah, he, he, well, his father died skydiving, right? So right, like, that's right. the the nerve the of ultimate, that. Yeah, the ultimate like, thrill. Who's I, I, pushing it to the limits? Yeah, I'm not even gonna bring it up. So there's someone else that like their father died doing what they do, and it's like I don't know. I guess if, if it doesn't break you, you just maybe it endears you stronger or something. I don't know. It's a psychology of that is crazy. My father steered me away from his career. Yeah, he, he was effective at that. Yeah, he was a dentist. Yeah. He told me, "Don't do what I do." He's an anti-dentite. He's an anti-dentite, yeah. <laughs> don't do this. Yeah. So my dad said the same thing. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't use your body. That was just like, don't be a plasterer or a laborer so, so you don't feel like I do at a, you know, a young-ish age. Because so like, you know, when your parents are in their 40s or 50s or whatever, you're thinking, wow, that seems pretty old. And then now that we're getting close to it, it's kind of like... Okay, so it wasn't really that old. <laughs> yeah, no, no, 40 is not old at all. Yeah, no. Coming from a 37-year-old. You're, are you 37 or 38? 38. Oh, you're, you're oh, really old. God. 38 in August. Yeah. Jeez. So, you're an old man. It was right around the corner. I don't know if it, if I'll have to go buy a red like Mustang or something like that. <laughs> yes. The, I think you're going to have to. The midlife, the midlife crisis is yeah. coming. I hope not. <laughs> I can't afford it right now. <laughs> Anywho, we're going to send out a quick shout-out to some local independent podcasts and radio personalities, the Hard Rock Radio Network. Candid Radio is now called... So I didn't mention this last time, and I have to apologize to them. Uh, the, it's uh, the Retro Arcade, which is an online streaming radio station. It used to be called Candid Radio, um, and they're from, yeah, they're from the area as well. And My Worst Holiday, we talked about them the last show, and mm-hmm. Spark of Hope podcast. Thank you, everybody. Keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. Yeah, you guys rock. When you've gotten, we were joined the Facebook group for the podcast. Yeah, like, uh, the podcast group, and it's like uh, whatever done wonders for our Twitter followers. Holy cow! So I'm glad you mentioned that. So yeah, so Ivy Pod joined a, a Facebook page for podcast group. It's a it's a podcast group, 
there's a there's they're out there. There's a bunch of them out there where it's just a way to uh, connect with other podcasts and mm-hmm. and and you know cross, network. Yeah, yeah, network exactly. Thank you. And um, what what really shocked me is you know you you hear the stats on podcasts how there's over five hundred and like fifty thousand okay. podcasts wow. now, and I hear that number and it's like wow that's a lot, but it doesn't really kind of resonate to me. But until we joined that group and we started. It, it we did the whole networking with our Twitter feed and everybody started following each other. And like one by one, you'd see these different podcasts pop up that I had never, ever heard of before. And suddenly, I mean, it's just one after one. I mean, over a hundred, mm-hmm. just in a matter of days, and you're seeing all these podcasts and it just makes you realize, holy crap, there are so many podcasts right. out there I've never even heard of. And it's just amazing. It's right. just, it's just mind blowing how many podcasts truly are out there. And it, Hadn't really put it into perspective right. until this, like recently, this whole thing happened. Right, and we thought we were early, at least in terms of this area. But uh, now it's really starting to take off. I think it's you. I, I just think it's becoming people recognize the convenience and the freedom of it. Like when I mean, there's so much it's out fun. there now that the content-wise, you can find any niche that you're into. If it's any kind of hobby or any anything you're even remotely interested and you can go probably find a podcast where they're going to talk about yeah yeah there was one uh i know the guys from my worst holiday or uh my worst holiday had recommended or i saw something about they commented on it there was a it was a podcast out of chicago so i was like oh that's somewhat local for us Mm. um it was hysteria 51 i think and if i'm saying it wrong i'm sorry uh but uh and it's like a podcast geared towards like Conspiracy theories, oh, type okay. stuff. And I was like, oh, "There's that's quite cool. a few of those. There actually. are quite a few of those." <laughs> like a tinfoil hat one. Um, uh, the uh, that's what kind of the um, uh, boogie monster is sort of not government type conspiracies, but more like you know, uh, either like haunted places or yeah, cool. like you know, well, the boogie monster type stuff. So like swamp yeah. things or you know, uh, any of that kind of stuff they'll hit on. So half the time they don't talk about anything, but. Um, anything related to whatever their topic was but sometimes it'll be yeah. like oh this particular place in you know Asheville Tennessee or whatever it might be you know with some hotel or it used to be a sanitarium <laughs> you know or like and they they that's where all the people with uh, uh, whatever had back when and, and it can kind of yes yeah, that, that, but yeah that's a oh, I had someone did recommend a tinfoil hat one to me that, okay. that one recently too and I was like but yeah I've tried to listen to a few podcasts uh, some of these new ones that we've been uh, listening to and my same thing I uh, one of the shows that I listen to you know me I'm like a plain Jane like when they start doing like a lot of editing like Radio Lab yeah I start to like oh I don't know I just want to hear you guys talk about stuff there's been a couple of them like that it's just like oh too much editing too much editing yeah well I think that one of the mediums that people really like uh, is there's a lot of storytelling ones now yes I, I think is I, cool. I love that that's a, a kind of a lost art in my opinion um, that people don't really talk about. I mean, they just think that's how people shared information for forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, and then the, the true crime. Stuff, There's been a lot of those. That has, has been booming, man. Big time. Yeah. It's like popular with people. And, and I, I did a couple of those and it's just like, I'm not doing this. I like comedy. I don't need to know about the, the child smuggling ring and weird politicians in Oklahoma. Like you know, I, I get, it depends. Yeah, <laughs> too much, man. It gets a little too deep, yeah, yeah. too serious. Like I'll, you know, and I go that way with podcasts. I, I was kind of going back and forth with my brother and sister who listen to podcasts, and we were recommending shows to each other. And they were, they you know, they're older than me, and they 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 were suggesting a lot of uh, 
really heady stuff. Yeah. And I can I can only listen to that stuff so much. And then I'm like, because I had a texting stream with them, like, and I wrote to them. I was like, okay, because they were like, oh, I you know, really should check out uh, you know this show uh, about uh, you know about this philosophy or blah blah blah. And you know, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Right now, I'm listening to the kind of funny podcast about uh, they're going through the uh, all the. Marvel movies, yeah. <laughs> like I can't do with all this serious stuff yeah. all the time. I gotta kind of kind of let loose and just have some fun well, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's for me. It's a, it's a lot of like, this is my not so serious part of the day, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a have a laugh, you know. And that's why I like the comedy stuff. I'm like, I, I've stuck with the ones that I started with. I think too. It's just like, oh, they're they crack me up. If you but, buy, so, yeah, if you bust, if you can make me bust out laugh and get a good laugh. Mm-hmm. That's you've succeeded, right? Oh, that's with the Boogie Monster one. I think I've mentioned it every episode we've done. Like that one cracks me. Up I know. Every I time. still got to check that one out because yeah. they they there's just so many. Kyle Kinane's the, one of the hosts. Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. I, I find Kyle Kinane to be hilarious. And, yeah, oh, that's uh, I really enjoyed his loose on. I think it was loose in Chicago. Um, loose on Chicago. Loose in Chicago. Loose on Chicago. Is that the record at the Metro? Oh, was, neat. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Every like, once in a while, I'll go on their site just to see who they've got coming. To see oh, if at there's the metro? Got, yeah, just to see if there's somebody I recognize. Because I listen to a lot of weird, discreet electronic bands, and I figure, oh, maybe that's the type of band that'll just show up at the metro. I've seen weird, discreet electronic bands at the metro. I'd like to see yeah. a weird, discreet electronic so band. Just going to an electronic show in itself is bizarre. I bet. It's different. To this day, I still want to go see Daft Punk, just because I've... Oh, from what fun. I've seen, their concerts are crazy. Yeah. But they only... They're really choosy about you have to go where to, like, they go. Europe. <laughs> no, yeah. Most recently, the U.S. They've only done shows in like, I think it was New York and Alaska. I mean, it was like that. It was like <laughs> they're just messing with people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nowhere even near like fathomable. Well, I mean, they're I'm French, not right? Oh shoot, they are French. I think so. Yeah, I think so. You got to give them credit for like the fact that they've never shown their face. I mean, you can find their face no, no I online, think, yeah. but they still publicly don't disclose themselves so most people don't know what they look like right that's neat i mean that's hard to do in this day and age yeah that's true well that that the joy of being famous but not knowing now people being able to go into public i'm guessing is probably that's pretty cool yeah Yeah. it's like no we just have this persona when we step up over here on this stage we're that those people and then when we get off we like to be able to go to the pub or whatever yeah, yeah. walk down the street <laughs> yeah not get to yeah, be hassled yeah 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 cool yeah eh, we'll bring it back to some local stuff here um uh oh some follow-ups <clears throat> we didn't talk about these last time so this is a little bit dated now but uh while we had well, i just want to knock these out quick so we talked on our bridge episode which, yeah another aside i am curious to know because we're slowly starting to build our listenership back up again it's taking time but we're getting there so if anybody would be willing to share i'd be curious to know if people like the 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 episodes like the bridge one where we did a little research on it yeah that type of show or if they like more this show where we're just kind of freewheeling it type of thing i'm just kind of curious i like doing those ones though i mean i do too you did the work on that one pretty much but um yeah i I think about. I mean, now, now I'm more interested or in, you know, inclined to think about like when I go over something like, like oh, that's okay. Well, I see. An upcoming this is, one. This. I, well, the upcoming show is going to be all you because it's going to be on the sand topic. Oh yeah, sand okay. we summer. can do sand. 
Yes, um, I'm gonna rely on you on that one. I, uh, speaking of the bridge one, so that was it um, failure critical, uh, or what was that? What, what fracture was, critical. Fracture critical. So I saw a video of, and there's these are popular out there. And I thought, and I thought of our show. When a dude on a forklift takes out one part of a shelving unit in a housing, like a, a, a warehouse, you know, Those and you just watch the entire place. Domino. One right after the other, after the other, after the other, and you just see stuff flying everywhere in the port. I mean, you hope that the guys, he's in the cage. So you assume he's okay. Yeah, right. You know, he, I mean, it, most forklifts are going to be covered. Um, by today's standard but um it's like one shot on one leg we're talking taking the whole damn place out yeah the like, whole warehouse like yeah. or at least the whole section of the warehouse right. so that made me like a very clear picture of what a bridge would look like if so if this part goes like it literally could fail yeah. it, it kind of if moves. it's so, fracture critical oh yeah well it's, i mean it, and i remember working at you know wards back in the day montgomery wards and uh prue mall that happened, but not. It didn't. You know, it took out a couple sections, <laughs> but someone took something out, and the do to do couple. I think two or three of them went down. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully, it didn't have TVs on it. No, it wasn't in that area, and I don't even know if there was that much stuff on it. But I don't even know if anybody actually cleaned it up. <laughs> it was like left that way for like weeks. It was like just like a. And then the store closed. Yeah, they're like, well, screw it. We're going out of business anyway. <laughs> Everybody, we're just riding the ship straight down, like <laughs> sinking it, baby. Who cares? So I just remember that. I, and and how, how does that happen? You, you think, like, how could the thing just tip over like that? It's like one guy on a forklift could just be pseudo, you know, kind of aggressive. Boom. You know, those yeah. things, if they're not taken care of, they're not bolted right. Or, or yeah, you'd think, you know, if I were doing the warehouse now, I'd figure out a way to, I, I don't know, fix them somehow so that they, 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 you have some control some sort of if a someone does take out anything. A, a section of it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of videos on those. Like they're once in a while uh, at work, like in a meeting, you know, for whatever reason, we'll just watch some of those videos and it's just for the fun of it well it's I mean, kind of you're into that intermodal kind of like structural star aren't you sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah your work now um <laughs> that's the right word but yeah they the, the there's a lot of technology now that goes into just designing these places and it's funny that one guy backs into a shelving unit and the whole it's all gone <laughs> yeah the whole thing just those goes videos are great <laughs> i like the one where there's like ones where people like out of forklift unloading like beer trucks or something and the whole thing starts to tip and the guy like hops out and tries to save it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's not gonna happen for not you gonna... buddy or they take too heavy of a load and the whole thing tips up Gotta and then they lose the, the load they break the forklift lose the beer <laughs> oh, throw their arms up <laughs> yeah if you're looking for good follows on instagram there's there's um uh like uh, people are made dumb or something. I, I have to look. Now, it up, but... if you start to dig into the deeper into the web, then you and you go like overseas, oh, into, yeah. like India, then you see the ones where they do die. Right, and those right. are yeah, they're traumatic videos. Yes, I'll never forget the video of the guy who was on a train. Oh yeah, I've and seen he that touched one. his head to the wire. Yeah. And just boom. He was like jacking around on top of the train, and it's like a high voltage deal for yeah, for powering voltage. the electrical exactly. whatever train, and, and just gone. Yeah, in an Cooked. instant. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's a traumatic. I mean, mm-hmm. I watched that and I just like it even makes me cringe just to think of the video. It's mm-hmm. just so too much. Uh-huh. But uh speaking of bridges, yeah. You brought up bridges. And uh we talked about multiple bridges last on that bridge episode. Uh I think we talked about Spring Valley, LaSalle, 
We did not mention, uh, I was recently in Seneca, Illinois. I don't often go to Seneca, Illinois. was there for a basketball game. Oh, okay. And uh, they have a bridge just like LaSalle and Spring Valley. Same exact deal. Okay. Exact deal. So they And brand new, you can tell it was new. Same deal. So uh, I had to mention That's that. good. We won't, yeah. hopefully the Illinois Valley won't have any bridge trouble. I don't we, think we're, so. We're working on they getting are, all those old ones replaced. We're, we're state-of-the-art area. Yeah. I think the, the biggest one that's going to come due is the Abraham Lincoln one. Even though it's not that old. 39? Yeah, that bridge has been a trouble spot ever since it was put in, I believe. That's, that will be a big undertaking, too. That, I don't think they can do with the dimensional steel. I wonder how they would do that. Such a huge span. I mean, that's such a that's a massive we'll bridge. We'll have to build a, something. But I, I, I do think that there is problems with that structure. I didn't know there were problems with it. That's kind of But scary. I don't think it's like it needs to be. But I, and I could be way off here, too. But I, do, yeah. I've, I think I've heard, like, no, never mind. But yeah. Okay. Um, other topics. So I think it was like one of our first shows back. We talked, or I don't even know. We talked about the uh, visitor center for the uh, Illinois uh, Waterway Visitor yeah. Center there yeah. at Star Brock area, and um, we mentioned how it was closing. Well, it wasn't. Uh, I think it was about a month ago where they announced that multiple waterways, um, not visitor centers, but the waterways themselves are being closed for uh reconstruction lock remodeling. and dams lock and dams thank yeah. you yeah and uh so i mean just all across the illinois river which is kind of a big deal it's really going to disrupt the uh the traffic the yeah, barge that's traffic a busy river so yeah i'm kind of curious how that's going to all go down it's going to be starting i don't remember when it, it's not going to be done until let's see army corps of engineers is anticipating closures between july and october of 2020 um yeah you're going to try to do it when there's not a chance of flooding. Right. So July right. to October. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of, you know, that's going to definitely disrupt things. You don't think of that with, uh, you know, since we we don't spend a lot of time on the river, but, I mean, there's constant barge, barge yeah, traffic. It's all that grain and coal and all that stuff, right? I mean, I, I've never, I've never talked to some people that have worked on the river but i don't i've never really talked about like the cargo what's the, what's the bulk stuff that really gets Were we on the, was it on this show or i feel like it was recent i was talking to somebody who was telling me that to get a job on one of those barges i mean one of the incentives of those barges is they have the best food you could think of like that's like because you, you live on you live on the barge. I, I think I mean, I've heard that you live on the barge and and you, you that's that's for a long time. Right. And uh, but yeah, their food is just exquisite, and it's just and it's that's part of the deal. Well, the, the, usually they assign a chef, or well, not a chef, but a cook, if you will. Right? I wonder. So you just eat like good good food? I can't imagine. It's I don't know. Exquisite. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know. That's why that was the story I was told. I'm. It's funny. I, I was on a um, about a, I mean, like a cooking group for. On Facebook too, and there, there, someone posted a picture of a of, of this crazy looking stove, and it, um, it's a big kerosene one, and it was on a like a barge thing, and it was literally this morning I saw that, so it's so funny that you bring that oh, up. Oh, neat! And how how tricky those things can be to cook on, depending on the airflow through the rooms and how they run. They can get hot and cold real quick and easy, and there's a lot of challenges to doing it. And like the guy posted, like I'll be cooking on this for the next three weeks or something like that, <laughs> and like he was he was going to be the cook on this wherever voyage i don't know if it was a sea you know an ocean vessel or it didn't look like it was but it could have been um like a tugboat kind of looking deal yeah um yeah be kind of fun yeah i think it would get old real quick maybe (laughs) you you have to be uh 
I suppose, a certain age, you know, and how yeah. to have any attachments whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think I'm a sea bearing. I, I mean, I can, I can handle going out on a boat. I don't mind some rough seas a little bit, you know, in the few times that I've been out on something where we've gotten some. I think I could do it for a week. Yeah. Well, did you get sick it. when we went salmon fishing? Yep. Okay. So Big maybe time. you couldn't handle nope. it. <laughs> I've been sick multiple times on the waves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just the that motion sickness Michigan. thing. And I, I think I started to get it, but was trying to pretend like I didn't. Uh, so Amanda, I, didn't get, I didn't even throw up, but I, I, I was kind of. I started I, to get a little bit sick. I wasn't feeling. as bad as some people, but yes, and I was very discreet about my puking. I like when nobody was looking, I just I puked over the side <laughs> of the boat. <laughs> that was fun. I it thought, was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was got seasick on that one. That I was Lake Michigan, with, right? So we yeah. were coho salmon fishing. Uh, Amanda, my wife, when we went uh, to Mexico, we both got seasick when we went scuba diving. Or not scuba, snorkeling. Yeah. Uh, but we went at a bad time. But yeah, it's, I just don't seem to handle that very well. <laughs> Yet I love roller coasters and all that stuff. But those are like ninety seconds tops. Yeah, you know, you get onto those big, big uh, waves. Oh no, they just can't seem to handle it. So you're not going like crab fishing or anything no, anytime I don't soon. Think so. You can eat that exquisite food, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not gonna happen. So uh, yeah, that's our follow-ups for today. Um, I don't know. What do you want to? What do you want to jump into next? Well, we had a, we had a, an idea of discussing um, uh, buying a home and real estate sort of stuff because we we're both kind of enduring this kind of yeah. Maybe thinking of we want to move potentially and and uh, you know upgrading and getting a house ready to sell and what's where the where's a good place to put your money. So yeah, I thought that might be a good. You know, we could sure. jump off into that. Yeah, for a little yeah. Bit I know. Then. I neither of us are real estate agents, so we're just. Uh, this is just from our being involved exactly. Like you right. said, we're trying to, we're testing the water, seeing what we can do. I know I've been doing it for, uh, we've been looking in for about a, over a year now. We, we, we put our house on the market and yeah. then we took it off the market and now we're starting to think about doing it again. And right. it's tough. I mean, you hear, it's weird because like right now, it's the the market the way it is, is, you know the rates just keep going up so it's becoming harder and harder to get a loan or you know for a lot of people to get a loan because okay. the rates keep going it's kind of closing a lot of people out of the the whole prospect anyway because the the rates are going up but then locally Do you think it's more difficult to get approved too I don't know about getting approved but I just it's I just restrictive like, what people can spend just yeah based I on, think just it's just getting they were expensive. Like monumentally low yeah I mean, but it now it's like just since in one year it's gone up a Per one full percent. Right. It's from like and, three and a half, three seven, but depending on the, if you're talking 30 year fixed, it was like three, seven, five, probably. Yeah, I think so. It was two, now almost it's, five. Now it's now. right around five. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it just gets expensive. Yeah. Um, it's not the 70s or whatever when they were nine and 10, 11%. True. True. When yeah. Inflation was out of control. And but, uh, you know, and the banks are a lot more strict with giving out loans. That's uh, good. We, That's that is good. You know, so we don't lead to <laughs> another uh, collapse. The, yeah, like we did the last time. I've read the books on it, and yeah. But uh, but no, it's interesting. You know, like locally here, um, you know, I I live in Peru, so I'm I'm much more uh, you know knowledgeable about what's going on in Peru. I know you're more knowledgeable about what's what's going on in Ottawa. Well, just in terms of what's up for sale. So yeah, I mean, we we would ideally we that's where we would go is to peru and, and it's there's nothing there's hardly anything to yeah, buy peru, there's not the markets there's not a lot of inventory there's just no inventory right right so uh 
And it's like you, you hear, I've read different things. I've read that, oh, it's a buyer's market. Oh, I've read that it's a seller's market. And it's it's it seems like right now it's more of a buyer's market to me. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. It's a weird time. It's just like, I don't know what it is. Well, <laughs> there's, there's this kind of looming thought that interest rates are going to go up. So... If, I think it would maybe lean towards being a seller. I mean, the funny thing is most people are buyers and sellers you know, simultaneously. At the same time, right? exactly. Um, but first-time home buyers potentially. But um, people, I mean, you're, I don't know. I don't know what all that means. I just, I, it, with, with inventory, like especially for Peru, there's not a lot available, so that makes it more challenging. So there, I think the home values are kind of gone back up to hopefully pre- housing collapse levels uh i don't know I, maybe that was a little inflated before then i think it probably was it was so yeah. i mean they may have been higher then but that was sort of artificial sort of propped up maybe it shouldn't have been ever that high um and i think right now i think people are a little bit reluctant because there is a there is a downturn in the market expected i mean it's in we are in a, a historical level of like uh market increase so the stock market has increased like what is it seven years in a row or something like that. Yeah. And that's just never happened in history. So there's going to be a downturn. Everything sure. needs to correct. There's, you know, a correction is coming, right? What if the stock market drops 700 points today or something like that? So, like, it's it's happening. And the Fed had to raise money because it, it was just not the way they were doing it. It didn't make any sense. So I don't know if anybody thinks of all that. I sort of pay attention to this stuff and sort of loosely understand it, but and just in terms of the market itself, I just think there's a little bit of limited inventory because people are kind of staying put for the time of year, mm-hmm. I think, too. So we're December, November, December, you know. Right. I just think this time of year is slow in real estate anyway. You get in between Thanksgiving or, you know, from October to February is probably their slowest time. So I would expect that you'll start to see a lot more houses go on the market in you know, March, April, May, you know. Sure, uh, that's and, usually when they do. Right, so, and hopefully rates don't go up too much between now and then, and hopefully, you know, nothing, you know, dramatic, uh, either politically or, or financially, in the financial, you know, the Fed doesn't raise, jack up the rates too much. But I'll be curious to see what does happen in, for, like, the Peru market. Like, Ottawa's kind of flooded right now with houses. There's really? a ton, yeah. There's a ton of houses on the market, and no one's really moving, you know. There's just not a lot. I don't know if their sales, how the sales are doing, but there's just not... <clears throat> it's just a ton of houses, so it's, it's if you want to move to Ottawa, now's the time. But um, it seems like a lot of, at least in, uh, the Peru seems to be the hot place to be. Just the houses, so certain houses just get scooped up real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I know personally, it's it's one thing I would tell people if you're thinking about buying a house, just just or selling a house or both, but especially selling a house. I mean, just be prepared. It's a stressful ordeal. Yeah. I mean. I mean, you can try to sell it yourself, which is, you know, of course, good because you're gonna get extra money in it's the usually process. Usually six percent, right? Yep, because uh, yeah, that's money in your pocket if you can sell it yourself. But there's, you know, those real estate agents they they do do a lot of advertising and they bring a lot of people to your house to see it. But uh, it's just so stressful. You're constantly. I know our house when we were we went through that last year. It was just constantly cleaning the house. Like you get a phone call. Oh, somebody wants to see your house to. To tonight at, at uh, you know such and such a time and okay well we'll clean up really quick and it's it starts to wear on you right and two and then there's this you 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 have an idea of what you want to get for it and then you get you might get that squashed a little bit yeah. and that's tough too because 
you you kind of put something in your head about what you think, and then reality kind of sits in maybe depending on what it is, right? That can yeah. be challenging and, and tough. I, and then speaking of that, I mean, just as a tip, I mean, if you're if you're looking to sell a house, I and you don't have a strong feeling of what your house is worth, I do recommend you know paying the money. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to fork over like three hundred bucks, but get an appraisal done just so you know what it's worth because because when you're buying a house i mean you have to get one usually you have to get one right because the bank's not going to give you a loan for but and and, you know you can just chance it but a lot of times let's just say your house is worth uh you know you know hundred thousand dollars just for an an example and you try to sell it for 140 and then you know the person says okay i'll buy it but pending an appraisal and then the appraisal gets done, says the house is worth a hundred. The bank's only going to give you a hundred thousand. So then, you know, you just all that money just disappeared, and you, it's just kind of a mind shock that you, it's yeah. not worth what you thought it was. And it, which is comical almost in a sense because you actually got someone to agree to pay. <laughs> yeah, so, right. But they said they'd give me this. I mean, how is it not worth that? You yeah, know, isn't that is this fair market, right? Like that's the market value. That's what they said they'd pay for it. So that's what it's worth. Right. But that's not how the bank. That's not how taxes work either, which is kind of crappy. Right. Because um, if, if like I protested my taxes, they're like. Oh no, your house is worth X, and you're like, yeah, but my appraisal says it's worth like twenty five thousand dollars less than that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sorry about that. You're like, really though? You know, like in Ottawa, that's a big deal because the taxes are kind of, you know, they're up there if you live on the south side. It's like, oh, that's kind of not fair. Um, but we, I did get mine reduced. That's something else when you look at houses that you can think about is if you do see the tax bill that looks kind of out of control. And the house is pricing way less, then you know you can always protest, and you should be able to get it more fair. And That's we did too. It we did get a lot of better. We we got ours reduced by a lot, but it still they still came back and said it was worth like probably fifteen or twenty thousand dollars more than the appraisal said, which was just crazy to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I could have taken it further, but they knocked enough off. Or I was like, ah, oh, that's whatever. That's fine. And I it, maybe maybe we did the appraisal and what we paid seemed to come together awfully nicely, which kind of cracked me up because when we bought our house, it, it was like, um, and we've been here for six years now, six or six, yeah. Um, and <laughs> so we, I think the bank just the person who appraised it must have known what we paid, and they just put it right around that value. And right, it was like, that's what they do, I think. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but the reality is, it, I mean, with just a few upgrades and a few little things here and there, and you've we've already gotten it back to probably more of what the appraisal is. So now the appraisal actually, is, or what the taxes say, it's probably worth more than that. And it's not like I'm going to call up, you know, someone we know about and say, hey. I actually think we should probably do an assessment. I probably should be paying more taxes every year. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But I, I do think that's kind of funny. So the appraisal, can, they can be, I mean, they'll they'll do a good market assessment too, right? So the way they do it's, those often It can be useful. Yeah. You know, well, that's a good, I mean, especially if you, you and you, you were, what, eight or nine years before you, you bought your house and before you ever listed it. So it, you'd been out of the, it had been off the market, you know. It's not like. Yeah, my house is kind of weird because we bought our house during the bubble, like <clears throat> right. the housing bubble. So. After like what, two years, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been there about eleven, twelve years. So, yeah. yeah, so it was shortly after we bought our house that it, you know, lost value just because of that event. Right. And uh, and then, but then I spent the last ten years fixing the darn thing up and making everything 
updated and uh so now it's changed and but it's good to know but you do have to be realistic about it's tough because you, you especially if you're the type of person that fixes it up if you're willing to fix things and so, remodel things yourself right. and then you've got a lot in personal sweat invested right sweat and then you go to, yeah sweat equity and then you go to find out what it's actually worth and you got to be realistic. It's not going to be worth what you real what you think it is. Right, and it's in tough. a lot of cases it won't. Yeah, and it's tough. It, it's tough. The to market do that. will bear whatever it will bear, and and they don't care. That no, you spent I nine mean, hours I I think on this one thing, I think it's realistic to say, hey, if you spent ten bucks on this item in your house, well. It's really worth maybe four bucks yeah. when it comes to sell it. I it's, mean, it's, it's certain just, things pay a better or give better return than others, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, we we had a realtor come and walk our house just to to, to help us, just to give us that um, kind of to say, here's what you can clean up, here's where you can spend a little bit of money if you want to, kind of giving us this reassurance, like, okay, the things that you've done actually were you did a pretty good job of picking your projects. Um, you know, hey, do we need a do we we've never renovated our kitchen? It's an expensive ordeal. Just say, hey, if we drop say eight or twelve thousand dollars on a, a fairly inexpensive renovation, maybe you know, because some people can go nuts on kitchens and drop thirty or forty grand. Yeah, this it, house would never warrant that that we're in now. But kitchens uh, and it, bathrooms. Yeah, right. But he goes, no, don't do that. That's silly because <laughs> you'll get half of what you put into it. If you're yeah, lucky. exactly. Yeah, um, you got to know yeah. when to uh, draw the line. Right. And certain houses, too, like depending on the neighborhood and the square footage and the number of bedrooms, you can top out the value of a house. Right. So don't go putting marble in a three-bedroom, 1,200-square-foot little ranch house. Don't don't dump 50 grand into a kitchen because the house is n- never going to be worth more than, you know, depending on, you know, more than X. Like, right. Look around at the other house in the neighborhood and you t- find a peak one and go, well, I don't, you know, there's no point in making them too nice, if, depending on the type of house it is. But if right. A typical, you know, a small, you know, if you get where I'm going with that. Like if if it's a, right. a two bedroom little, uh, little little tiny house with a thousand square feet, you're never going to get more than, say, 120 grand for it or 90 grand for it. Like, don't do anything silly to it. That's where, and then that's exactly my situation. Like our house, where I've got four kids, we're kind of busting out of our house, right? And uh, you know, we were looking for ways to remodel it, but you know. It, I, I, I started to find out how much it would cost to add the space to it. And it's just like we've kind of maxed out mm-hmm. what are the value of our house can really be. So should we really move forward with it? And it's like, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, and sometimes people are in a financial position where they know that's their house they're going to be in. They're, they've got their money for retirement. They don't want to move. They've got, say it's paid for. And they're like, screw it. I like courts and I like fancy stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to dump all kinds of money into this house because I'm going to I'm going to live the next 20 years here and I don't give a hoot. Yeah, that's fine. That's but different. Don't, yeah. Not not thinking. Well, you know, if you probably in about six point, to seven years, I might be moving again, yes. and I'm going to want to recover the cost. I mean, not talking like a full on flip here, but like that changes everything. When if you, you think at some point you might move, yeah. then yeah, you have to really consider that. If you're a first time home buyer and you are going to consider like this is your starter home, you have to be. Because oftentimes those people aren't going to be spending; they're going to be buying something that needs work, and they know they're probably going to want to move in a in a certain period of time, in the five to ten year period. I think someone told me once, "It's like every seven years you're going to find about that's about when you'll maybe move." And I kind of thought I was kind of laughing. I was like, "Oh no, I think I'm going to be here for a long time." And 
we're hitting about seven years and we're looking <laughs> to move. So that's good advice. Um, but I, I think that th- there that is important to not sink. I mean, if you're in a uh, say you're in a neighborhood where the houses are, look around the neighborhood. What kind of houses are there? What are the houses? It's a three bedroom with twelve hundred square foot. <laughs> to think you're going to get one hundred eighty thousand dollars for it is probably insane. Right. So got to be realistic. You you know you paid one twenty, you put thirty into it. Hopefully you can just get that money back. Right. And that's why I think getting an appraisal is a good idea right. because it kind of brings you back to reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you might have some thought of what you because I you know I'm completely guilty of it. We we right. we put tons of money and 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 time and effort into our house and then you know we were ready to sell and we had high aspirations of what we thought it would be worth. And then we had a, you know, it, it wasn't going well. Uh-huh. Then I got an appraisal, and it was like, oh, I can see why it wasn't going well. That's really not what our house was worth. Right. But right. then, but then when if you can have an appraisal in hand, and when people are coming to see your house, and you say, hey, this is what it's worth. Right. You, you know, that's something you can stand on. Sure. I think mean, even having a realtor walk it, hopefully they can. With that was what we had was they did it was a pseudo appraisal, but it was free. And I wish can. I was getting paid. I wish this podcast was getting paid by local appraisal companies. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it, what we had done was we had a, a, a you know good realtor come and they actually did a, a comparisons on local houses that have recently sold and things on the market and what is recently sold that. You know, good matching, sort of an appraisal without maybe the formality of it. But they sent us a report and said, here would be our plan. You know, yeah. here's what you need to do, and when you're, if you're ready to listen, you want to go with us. We're happy to provide this report for you. So some realtors will even do that too, which might nice. So that's so that's, we, that's that was with the local, it was Coldwell Banker, and, and I mean the guy was great. So I and I he told us what he thought, and I, and my wife and I, we talked about. It, I was like, well, that's be nice, <laughs> but nice. realistically, maybe, well, if he wants to start there, I'm all for it, but we'd be, especially if we were quick to sell, because we knew we we had a house already picked out somewhere else, we would perfectly comfortable dropping our price quickly, because we realistically are like, maybe that's a little bit aggressive, but hey, maybe he's right, and if he is, that's better for us, and then right. that'll pay for him. That's fine, because he'll get his cut, you know. Yeah, so. if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're selling... That's one, you know, kind of ties in. I, I'd recommend to uh, people out there, if you're thinking about selling your house, just just be patient, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a urge to want to, like, if someone comes and they're interested to, to kind of bend to their will and just, but, but be patient, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, if you can be. Sometimes yeah. you don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say, you know, if you're buying, a couple tips I would suggest is, uh, and this is just a personal rule of mine, and this sounds like a lot, and it's kind of a pain in the butt. But if you're seriously interested in a house, see that house, walk through it three times. And I mean, it's it's a lot. You yeah. know, you you'll go through it the first time, but you and, and be patient about it because the first time you see that house, you won't see anything wrong with it. You'll be excited, potentially excited, and it's going to look especially good. Especially if you're a first time homeowner. Yeah, especially if you're first time home homeowner, and then. Go through it a second time, and you start. It starts to waver a little bit. You start to notice some things. I tell you what, third time you notice everything. Yeah. And, and if enough That's time, at least a few weeks, have gone by, I mean, this you're talking about the biggest purchase or sell sale you will ever be involved right. in in your life. Right. And we're not talking about you know some small change here. This is the biggest deal in terms of an exchange of money that you will be involved in. So take your time, mm-hmm. you know, you know, take your time, go through it multiple times, 
you know, three times is my rule. And don't worry about burdening a realtor because that's their damn job. That's their damn job. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Go I mean, I know we looked at 30 houses when we picked this one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. And we looked at some of them several times. We'll see. Now, so what you did sounds like it was awesome. What uh, Amanda and I did was you, the opposite. You bought, like, the first house you we walked We walked to the first house. We saw it one time. We were so arrogant. We were young and arrogant. We're like, this house is great. We don't need any help. We're going to get this house. I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. Now, now, as a, you know, we were like eight or nine years older than you at the time. Yeah. Too, so. Well, that helps. And we were also poor. <laughs> like, I'm not saying you at that time, you guys probably had, but you didn't, you didn't even realize how poor you probably we, were. No. Either. <laughs> and, you know, I wish, just I wish for a second. That's another tip. If you got somebody who knows something about houses, trust them. Trust yeah. them. Ask let, them let. to go with you. Yeah. Because it, it ain't their house. They don't give a shit. They'll no, tell you what they will they see be. They'll they be think. dead honest. Yeah. yeah. You need that extra set of eyes. Hey, I noticed it. if you put a marble on that dining room floor, <laughs> yeah. it's got a nice little run to it. Now, not not every floor needs to be flat, but well, they you, get you, that kind of thing. You never know what you're going to notice. I mean, somebody else walks through there who's like not invested in the project yeah. and not invested in the sale. They'll be like, hey, did you notice the smell in the basement? Yeah. It or, smelled yeah. kind of musty. Did you see those cracks in the basement? Did you see the plumbing in the basement? Did yeah. you see the wiring? Did you hey, notice that, any of that stuff? I noticed that it was all like, uh, it's the old cast iron or that's that that uh, zinc plated stuff. You know, that's all going to need to be replaced. That, that, yeah. I mean, that's going to be something that's going to need to oh happen quickly. Oh my God. Like, uh, it's like it, when I look back at my house when we bought it. I mean, Did like, you have a fused panel? Everything. <laughs> everything was wrong with it. I had the, I, uh, over the course of the 10 years that I've lived there, I had to replace the wiring. Well, they had no insulation. Right. I had to change ancient all, windows. All the everything, plaster and lath had to get taken out. Everything, everything was taken out. We have a guest. Um, we have a guest. <laughs> um, but that's fine. You know, we can take a break here in a second. Actually, yeah. I I, I, uh, one more thing I was going to say, and uh, uh, like looking and walking houses, I think that the advice of having someone go with you is is solid. Um, and now I lost my train of thought. My daughter just walked in with her iPad. <laughs> <laughs> she's distracting me. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Sorry, I lost it. I lost it. Edit that out. <laughs> Time for a break. <laughs> yeah. Time for a break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. We'd carried on for a while about houses. No, I appreciate your daughter interrupting us because I was starting to lose it, too. Yeah, she's watching Ryan's toy reviews. Oh, yeah. bastard making $22 million a year. Yeah, anybody <laughs> whose uh, kids watch watches YouTube and watches the kids who play with toys, they're making tons of money. Hey, there's adults that watch that kind of stuff, though, too, right? <laughs> yeah, like Not opening that, packs of cards exactly, and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the, the card or, like, anything. Like, oh, uh, yeah, there's, yeah. I, hey, I watch beer reviews sometimes. I, I yeah. You know, I just watch some dude open a beer and drink it and tell you how good it is. <laughs> it's a stupid thing to do. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's like, yeah, and I, oh, I, some of that stuff, sometimes I get frustrated because, like, the kid's... Watching this kid play with toys, yeah. like go play with your own toys. Yeah, yeah it's Don't our watch fault. Watch him for, play with toys. It's our fault for giving them the screen to do it. Yeah, on. no, it's totally our fault. Right. 
how, yeah, how difficult is that going to be to manage screens for? I mean, you you're going through it. And I know you're pretty good about it. I think, right? I mean, at least in the, you know, like during the week, the kids don't play video games. Yeah, and, we don't do screen time during the week, and then on the weekends, it's kind of like free for all. So to a point, really, you know, to a but point. not not at all during the week. No, let's go watch TV. Is watch, yeah, they're allowed to watch TV, but they're not allowed to watch YouTube because, in my my point of view, watching because a lot of That's times really good with with YouTube to me, and I I, I I read a study on this, and I firmly believe it. Like kids, because a lot of the kids now they like to watch other kids like gamers they'll yeah. play video games, oh, like yeah, yeah. streaming Fortnite or whatever yeah yeah and that's like the, the Ma- minecraft was popular a few years yeah back, yeah right? so they're like oh can we watch youtube and i used to be like yeah yeah sure whatever and they'll go on there and also they'll, they'll watch somebody playing a game and it's like and i i read a study and ever since i read i read it i was like clicked it's like the the chemical reactions that go on in a person's brain when you watch someone else playing a video game are the same as playing the video game itself so it's like they're one and the same to me like if if they want to sit and watch somebody play video games, it's it's almost one and the same. Really? So I, the feedback, the dopamine, and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. So we just it's we get just cut it out. <laughs> but then we have a free for all on the weekend, and it's, it's fine. That's good, whatever. Though. That's fun. Yeah, it's. I, I don't like know. that. It, I like the the. Yeah, they have each other to play with too, which is helpful. It's and tough. Probably you know, a lot of schoolwork and all that now because they're getting at that age where they're going to be getting a little more. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, reading you too. You're, I know. We do a lot of reading at our house, which is like I, I feel kind of bad about the reading thing because I never read. Really? You no, know, I, I didn't read, read a ton a, when I was I, a kid. I didn't. I didn't read anything. Not. I mean, and not maybe constantly, read. but I read a lot. Yeah, my wife read a lot, but yeah. I, I could I, still tell you. Like I remember, I read the Bo Jackson biography and. Yeah. You know, or the Harry ja- Carey. It's one. funny you've mentioned Bo Jackson. <laughs> Bo Jackson comes up a lot in my house. Why? Because, uh, especially my uh, middle son Kyle will often bring up questions about, you know, sports athletes and who's your favorite athlete. And I'll, uh, oftentimes I'll mention Bo Jackson, and he comes up, and uh, and um, I don't know. He just I, we talk about him a lot because I, I always I hold him in such a high regard. I, I always tell him I was like he was the greatest sport athlete who ever existed for a brief time Mm -hmm. you know he was just the best there ever was and then he got hurt and then it was over yeah for like three years or four years yeah that one window of time he was just you know unstoppable yeah just the legend of Bo Jackson just the legend and the way I talk about it I think the way I talk about it to them has kind of like carried over. They they think of him so now. So they as obviously this, went on YouTube and looked him up, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They think of him as this like mystical athlete who. Did who, you show him that the the baseball card where he's got the shoulder pads and the baseball bat? I know. <laughs> the, no. The poster. Remember that? Oh, the black and white yeah, yeah, poster. Yeah. Yes. Was right. it a loose photograph or whatever? That's I don't know. Right. Was it an upper deck card? And it was also just a poster, right? Where he had the black and white shoulder pads and. I just read they. they uh, they uh, they've seen the video of him breaking the bat over his head. Oh yeah, and they they've asked me like, do you think that bat was like already broken? Like, like, did he break it after he swung and and then he broke it? Do you think he knew he broke the bat and then he snapped it over his head, or he just snapped the bat over his head? And I was like, I don't know, but I it think was pretty he just cool. Snapped it over his head. Yeah, it's pretty cool either way. Is uh, he? he uh, yeah, he's the story that sticks out with me, and I don't know why I don't feel the need to share this story, but. You know, so he's probably some freak kid who has this ridiculous, like the kid in Little League no one wants to go against when he's pitching. Yeah. You know, and like 
There's a story he and it was in his book where he was they, he was hanging out with these kids and they started throwing rocks at like a pig in a pen, and they threw rocks at this pig until they killed it. Wow. <laughs> I never heard that before. Yeah. That, that was, the, was, I mean, uh, the nine or 12 or whatever. That didn't make it ten, into the 30 for 30. Yeah, fourth or fifth grade, Clayton read this and was like, damn. I mean, that's southern Alabama stuff there, boy. Yeah. Like, wow, and I bet he had a hell of an arm. I mean, so, like, what a horrible story. He seems like a fairly well-adjusted guy. And like, he lives he actually not far from us. Right, he Isn't lives in crazy? the suburbs, right? Yeah, yeah. he's a bow hunter, too. Big like time. He's, uh, yeah. He likes his bow and... Um, yeah, he actually, his uh, hip condition, my sister kind of had the same thing. Really? Yeah, it's like a degenerative kind of thing where his, his hips started breaking down. Now, his, who knows what it's related to, you know, a lot of susp- steroids or whatever, but like nah. probably just from abuse, but like kind of the bone dying from the inside out. That's why she had to have her hip replaced at a very, she was in her. Well, you can tell when tw- he broke it, like it wasn't right. It's, like yeah. that video of him getting injured, it it just didn't look right. Yeah. That's a legend of Bo. I don't think we intended to talk about that, but... No. <laughs> no. I had to share that story because it reminded me of, like, talking about your kids reading. It's like, I still remember that story when I think of Bo Jackson. I'm like, wow, that's a... Ugh. What a horrible, like, I hope he's not psycho. Like... <sighs> it's sad. I mean, it just... Yeah, for that brief moment in time, like... Like Tecmo Super Bowl, remember? Mm-hmm. You, Bo Jackson. You could... You, nobody yeah, could stop he's the him. freak, right? Yeah. He's the, well, and that's, like, why that... So when you talk about... Uh, like Madden video game, and you'll be like, "Well, that's kind of he's like the Bo Jackson for this year, like or yeah. reference." So he's the Mike Vick sort the of the Mike that, Vick, yeah, with right? the maxed out stats, <laughs> right? You know when that's Mike and that's <laughs> funny. Like my uh, kids, you know, they they're into Madden, and they, they now recent editions of Madden, like the most recent editions of Madden, they have like the throwback characters, and they have them, you know, the stats they had originally in the game, and like like oh, they fun. talk about Mike Vick, like you know. He, in the same realm in, as Bo Jackson, because right. they base it on his stats in Madden. <laughs> right. He's like, like Mike Vick, like he was the greatest. And I'm like, ah, is, I guess he was pretty good, but he wasn't that good. You know, when you think it about it, he didn't really win too many playoff no, games. No, he didn't really but... get too far. But yeah, for a brief moment in time, yeah, he was pretty. He was awesome, awesome in Madden. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome in Madden. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Say so was Bo Jackson didn't win any Super Bowls, but he was awesome in Tecmo Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, steroids. Speaking of steroids, that's like a perfect segue into our uh, pod talk, as we were talking earlier about. No, that's really not a good. Segue. Oh, I was gonna say. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. No, because we were talking about the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh yeah. Earlier with the, he uh, uses Jake the Snake. HGH. There's a big difference between like steroids and human growth hormones. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no. Oh, Early, roided up monsters. Yeah. yeah, like Jake the Snake or WWE wrestlers. Yeah. yeah no, we were. So er, we. Recently, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was on Joe Rogan, which is a really, really good episode. Um, and uh, if you're a wrestling fan, it's a good episode, especially just because of what he went through. But yeah, I was kind of shocked when he described how easy it was during that window of time. Because I had heard that, you know, Vince McMahon and WWF, WWE, you know, they got in big trouble with steroids. And I just kind of, I never really thought much about it. But when he described it on that podcast, about how they would just go to this room and this guy had everything. You just whatever you want. Here you go. Here's your brief. Yeah, you're he had a briefcase to full recover, of stuff. and you're gonna want this. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was about. But yeah, that's the difference. That, that it wasn't about getting big and giant. It was about recovery. Right. Because those guys were working 
how what three hundred days a year at least, yeah, and mo- working multiple shows shows on, in a day. I mean, yeah. crazy, crazy. So yeah, they were just getting the crap kicked out of them. Right. I mean, we all say, oh, it's pro wrestling, it's fake. Well, those guys kick the shit out of each yeah, other. Right. I mean, um, there's For no real. denying it. They yeah. they get beaten and battered and bruised and bloody, and uh, yeah, no, they get. It's there's it may be scripted, but those guys are tough. Mm-hmm. Well, then the only ones that are going to get that hot high or far are the ones that can t- I mean even though I'm sure on the lower levels it's the same thing they just uh, you just whatever reason some of them don't get that uh, up there but I, I, the, the, I mean hey you jumped into a tree right yeah <laughs> and you're like oh three days later you're like yeah I'm not what I once was you know so you can imagine having some giant body slam you over and over again and yeah. run into you and clothesline you and slam you on a wooden his stories about like wrestling with Andre the yeah, giant, stepping on his who, hair. Who, 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 like he described it like he didn't realize if you were trying to hit him because Andre would like be like, hit me full force. And he didn't, Jake the Snake, who's a big guy in himself, would hit him with everything he could. And it was like nothing. Yeah. Like Andre was just like, he didn't, it was just nothing to him. That's probably part of the, the some of the best stuff from that episode is uh, the, the giant stories. Those stories, yeah, the stories about Andre the, the Giant and then the the one about Macho Man, oh my God. I had to go you, YouTube that We video. both did, yeah. yeah. It, it, not even together. It was just like, we talking about it before we recorded it. And it was like, he said, oh, I, went, I had to go to YouTube and watch the video of uh, Jake the Snake sicking his snake, having his, uh, it was a cobra, right? Yeah. Uh, bite Randy Savage. See, you know. and it's funny because like, I used to watch Saturday Morning Wrestling and I don't remember that. And I, it makes me wonder, did I block that memory out because I was so traumatized about it or did I not see it? Because watching it back, thinking if I was a kid seeing that, I would have been traumatized by that moment because it like a yeah. real snake just latched onto his arm. Right, showing kids in the audience crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, That's great. Like, like beer trauma. <laughs> As adults, it's funny now. But it like, is. Can you imagine being like taking your nine year old and then your kid just turns as like these sad eyes. You're like, oh, my oh God. no, we're going to have to break the myth of wrestling to him like immediately. <laughs> be like, it's not real, except for it's totally real. In this and, situation, <laughs> yeah, that's really, yeah. It's been devenomized, we hope, and because they didn't even know at the time, and like the, even the audience, like the announcers seem to have a tinge of freaking out in their voice. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the, I think the best part, on up, this is spoiler alert, advance like a minute if you want to hear it on Rogan, but for the in order for Macho Man to let Jake the Snake do that to him. He oh, had to God. let him bite Jake, Jake the yeah, Snake in the locker room before. So Macho Man said, "Yeah, you can let the snake bite me in the ring, but you have to have it bite you back here right now." Yeah, cold, so, yeah, cold, cold not but, with no adrenaline, right? No excitement of the crowd, right? Just right now, sitting here, let that snake bite you, right? And prove to me that there's no venom, right? Oh and, my God! And then he did. Yeah, he did. Right. That's so great. And that Macho Man's a local, uh, he's what, Chicago suburbs guy, too, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a, that, that Joe Rogan, that was uh, episode, uh, it was, it, it was, was about. this week, I think. Yeah, it was, it was fairly recent, um, but that was, that's definitely a good one. I mean, that, what that guy went, the, what he, uh, the fact that he, he, you know, has survived what he did. I mean, he's... Yeah, a lot of the wrestlers wouldn't have made it that far. I mean, get, get the trauma, too. Like, some of the... They, he gets into the recovery and alcoholism, and, and I, I always enjoy those stories from, like, guys that have made it through. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, he's still 
working, you know. So, you know, there's no it's no guarantee that he's going to be that way forever, but he's what probably almost 60 or in his 60s, so Yeah. um he's doing doing all right. Now he's like kind of doing a stage show now and he's working on almost like stand-up, you know, one-man show kind of thing and seems to be doing all right. The last 20 minutes or last half hour or so get kind of deep or or uh, kind of dark too where it's like holy Holy cow! If there's ever an excuse to be kind of a, a drunk, uh, he has them. Yeah. Um, but that's still no way to live, right? So, um, very, very in, uh, interesting stories. Like just hey, talking about his father and all that stuff. And you just listen to it, you'll, you'll hear it. So, ugh. but yeah, <clears throat> I enjoyed that one quite a bit. So did you? Uh, did you watch a lot of wrestling in the eighties? I then? yeah, I kind of grew up on it. Like yeah. I, I grew out of it. I think by the time I was like high school age and you know what at a certain point or whatever kind of realize the oh, it was fake but it there's the entertainment value especially as a kid like, i do remember that as we were uh when we hung out in high school that i was probably the one of the only ones who was like you, into you, wrestling there was a handful of guys that watched wrestling too still but when when hogan went wcw and nwo yeah. and all that stuff i was yeah. already out by that point it was too much for me because it was the uh what was it? Raw? Uh, what was that? The it was WC- WCW Nitro and then uh, WWF Raw. Or now WWF. It was like during Raw. the week, wasn't it? Well, was- no. They had a Monday. They both had. They were competing with Monday shows. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, that that whole NWO thing was uh, that was one of the biggest storyline things ever. You know, like for was, wrestling. Was did Hogan go kind of a heel? Oh that? yeah, that's when he turned heel, and that's yeah. was. So that's, you know, like a throwback, you know, talking about like these old throwbacks. I mean, that's, I was always a guy who, I, you know, like before when we were talking about like what we were going to talk about, and we were talking about like this Jake the Snake, and I was thinking about some old memories like of watching wrestling, and Hogan was always the guy, you know, like I, I think back to like uh, when he fought Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, that was the, and one it of seemed the best. like it was a SummerSlam, right? You had to pick one. Yeah. Like you were either an Ultimate Warrior guy or a Hulk, Hulk Hogan guy. It's like, it seemed like you had to be one or the other. I was a Hulk Hogan guy, so when he lost, I was like, "Oh, I was really I, I disappointed." I liked Warrior, but I didn't know he was bad. He didn't really have he wasn't much of a bad. Ca- yeah, he wasn't. Bad. Well, he wasn't a heel though. No, no, that was like just the two that best was just, guys, right? Yeah, it was just the two best guys in the the whole thing going at it. Right. And they got rid of the Ultimate Warrior shortly after that too, right? And then he that like. Well, there was always that rumor that he, I always thought he died. Right. And they well, replaced him, <laughs> but that never. How do those things start? Well, I that was back before the internet, right. so it was like these weird rumors start. <laughs> yeah, they started talking. I mean, he starts talking about. I was reading up about like the different storylines and stuff, and I remember all that, like you know, feuds like Ted DiBiase and the Million Dollar Belt and Virgil. Do you remember all that storyline? Oh and gosh, yeah. this is all good stuff. And, like the you know, ultimate, ultimate Warrior, and yeah, that's a lost art. Like back then, like so. I mean, I've watched wrestling, especially in high school when the whole NWO thing happened. That was like a that was a big deal in wrestling world. And then uh, recently, when my I kind of stopped watching, and then my boys got into it probably about three or four years ago, and I started getting into it again. Um, but back then, and and it, I just don't see it anymore. Back then, in like the '80s, late '80s, like the managers, like yeah. you mentioned Ted DiBiase, like Bobby the Brain. I mean, yeah. those yeah. guys were like they were so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and they elevated the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't see that anymore. Yeah, you had like. Demolition, who had Mr. Fuji. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, uh, yeah, they were all good. Uh, who was the loudmouth, the Jimmy 
uh, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, to a yeah. Lot of, so and Undertaker with Paul Bearer. Yeah, yeah, right. What was it and, Brother Love? Yeah, that guy. Brother Love had his own show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the super red face. Yeah, was horrible. Fuck, I hated that guy. Oh yeah, I don't know course. why. He's just you horrible. Should. You were supposed to hate him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, they talked about ravishing Rick Rude. Didn't he have the Jimmy Hart, like that was his manager. I think so. And yeah. there was a feud with him, like, and he always used to bring the woman in the uh, the. Uh, oh, he'd go out and make uh, out with somebody. He'd in the bring crowd. a woman into the ring, and he he just lay one on her. Yeah. It was like almost pornographic, like yeah. how hard. Just... And one time when he did that, it was Jake the Snake's actual wife. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I, I was doing a little like, reconnaissance for not necessarily for. I was just reading out reading about Jake the Snake. It was one of his feuds was with. <laughs> Ravishing Rick Rude. Nice. And he had like the horrible, and then he had the tights with the. He oh, was yeah. Such a gross dude. Like, and supposedly, or I, I, just from stuff I've seen on, you know, like uh, the, the WWE network, like Ravishing Rick Rude was like one of those guys who he hit hard. Like, oh, he, really? he was like a hard hitter. He was like a really. Uh, a dirty, maybe? Stiff. Okay. He threw stiff punches, as they would call it. Okay. Like when they would do their fake punches, his were. Not so fake, and he like, was—I mean, shredded too. I mean, they all were. But. Oh yeah, he was ripped. Yeah, I can't—I don't know what he died from, but he did die early. Um, but yeah, he was one of those guys that you don't—he was all eighties man. Oh yeah, like just with the, the hair. Mustache. Yeah, yeah, he was oh, yeah. just a, the Tom Selleck mustache. Yeah, man, and and just gross. Like I, I don't know how else to put it. Just a gross dude, <laughs> like <laughs> oiled up, calling oh, yeah. in these. These big-haired '80s ladies, and yep. I mean, Making could you imagine though? Like you, and I don't know if he knew it at the time, but like, so you're Jake the Snake, and you're wrestling this guy, and then he, or I don't know if he was wrestling at the time, but like, he can call he's call your wife in, and he does that. Like, I think she refused to kiss him or something, and then it turned into uh, a whole, yeah. I don't it was probably that part one. of the storyline, actually. So. <laughs> yeah, I do remember all that. Yeah, I was into it. Like, what was what else did you do on Saturday morning? I mean, right. Right. Instead of cartoons, there was that. I mean, you, I don't know what time it was on, 10 o'clock or something, probably. I think 10 or 11. Yeah. And yeah. that was the only time I watched it. I mean, I didn't watch it at night on during the week. No, I didn't really watch it. That was pretty much it Bef- for me. And every rarely, I mean, we're talking back in the day when pay-per-view actually meant something. I mean, yeah, uh, that was a big deal if you saw a pay-per-view. It was. I remember thinking, like, I couldn't believe, like, when I did get the chance to see, because I remember getting the pay-per-view for... That's the SummerSlam where where the Hogan wrestled. Uh, yeah, Ultimate uh, Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Right. I remember our friends got that one. A friend of ours got that one. I was like blown away. It's like, oh my god, yeah, this is gonna be so unbelievable. Nowadays, you know, like if you just got to get a subscription to the WWE Network and you get all the pay per views. How much is that? It's, it's like, like it's like Netflix. It's it like a like a ten bucks a month type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, but you have access to all the old archives too, right? You do. Yeah, you get to see everything. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool deal. Um, I'd probably get lost in that for a few days. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I'd enjoy it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have any affinity for it now, but I think that that's just the nostalgia of it that I think I'd probably really enjoy. And I, I appreciate, actually appreciate more now, probably even more than maybe five or ten years ago. The the art of it, like the yeah, for the sure. storylines, and now that I know more about it, like how the cool, only, it's like gained much more of an appreciation for it. The only problem with that is nowadays it's, it's different than it used to be. I mean, back in the '90s and even the '80s, when you were just watching it, even if you knew it was fake, you just it, it was different because now it's like with social media and the internet and podcasts and all these things, it's it's 
the fans know so much about what's going on and not just what's going on in terms of storyline. I mean, the details of behind the scenes. Right. And Some guy gets hurt or something. It's, it's, it's like, you, it, you know, so much. And I mean, in my, in my case, like, cause like my kids started watching it, uh, like, like I said, like three, four years ago when I got back into it Yeah. as a result. And then about it, you know, about a year ago, uh, we, I kind we all kind of dried out, uh, and we stopped watching and me personally, I, I actually, and maybe it was because of me, because I kind of start, started to lose interest myself. Like, I started listening to some podcasts, like wrestling podcasts. And I felt like I was almost learning too much information. Right. Like, I was just listening to all these things that were that were they guys who knew the ins and the outs of the storylines and the scripts and the behind the scenes on the guys and injuries. And I just, it was too much. It kind of yeah. spoiled it a little bit. And maybe that's why I stopped watching, but... Yeah, now it's a different time where, like, the fans have a lot of, um, like, especially with the WWE, it seems like uh, people, like the fans, they have a little bit of push. They have more pull. Like, they seem like they can influence oh, things okay. a little bit. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Right. Well, back then, too, now, now I mean, it's got to be harder to be a bad guy because you have to be somewhat PC. Well, that's the weird thing. You'll see a guy on WWE. You'll watch W. You'll watch Raw, and you'll see a guy be a bad guy, and then he goes on Twitter and he acts like a, a normal dude. It's like they're kind of spoiling it there. <laughs> yeah, right. It kind of ruins the Don't whole. Don't you know mystique. your character's a bad guy? Yeah. Like- some some wrestlers are good about it. Some wrestlers will actually go on Twitter and maintain their persona on Twitter. But I mean, if I were the le- the the the, uh, the league or what I don't know what to call it the you know, if I were WWE, I'd be like, well, we own your Twitter handle, yeah. and you're not going you gotta, on here and tweeting about your way. children. Yeah. I well, want to know about your snakes, yeah. you know, or whatever. Well, there's like, like a, like, hey, like, I mean, you got to keep it up. I mean, I'm just maybe to that degree, but you can have your own personal channel, fine, whatever, but be preferred if people didn't know who you really were. Right. Well, like, there's come a, on, the, man. There's one guy who's uh, Rusev. He's a, he's a current common, you know. Wrestles now. Yeah, he's supposed to be a guy from Russia or Bulgaria or something. He's got an accent. His wife's got an accent. And then they have a E, a show on E where you'll see him on E where she has no accent, and he's like this lovable dude. It's like they're just ruining everything. Right. Like, don't do that. They I mean, figured, if well, gonna, we got, got the E commit. channel show. We don't really need it. We're, we've already made it. Yeah, <laughs> I just, that's the kind of those <clears throat> little details. I mean, you got to commit if you're gonna. You're gonna be, and that's the, I don't know. I'm just I know what you're saying though. That makes sense. So yeah, Joe Rogan, as usual. Record, yeah. So yeah. So for our recommended pod, that's one for sure. Uh, did you have uh, any other things? Um, any other? We pod mentioned you it. To recommend. We mentioned it on the last show, but Conan O'Brien has a podcast now. Yep. I, I I'm a fan. He's done three episodes so so far. He had. Uh, who did he have? Will Ferrell, Bill Burr. Yep. And uh, and and. Uh, Oh my god! Who that? I don't Who remember that? either. From uh, Frozen, the voice of Frozen. Do you want to build a snowman? That guy? No, no. not the guy. <laughs> the girl. Just, just kidding. Um, thank you. Hang with me, Kristen Bell. Oh yeah, I like her. Yeah. So uh, the first three episodes. Shepherd. Yes, who has a popular little... podcast in itself. Really? Yeah, he she, has was on, she was on with someone, and I really enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, I. You know, the, for me, initially, uh, Conan's podcast felt too much like uh, his show. Like, I felt like he he was kind of carrying over his persona on TV a little too much. I wanted to feel what he was like in real life type yeah. thing. And it felt, and maybe that's just how he is in real life. 
but I feel like after the third episode, he's slowly starting to get to a comfort zone with how he he acts on the podcast. Like, right. And maybe the, the the third episode is with Bill Burr, and and uh, so maybe because both of them are in the comedy realm that he feels more open well that was the funniest part yeah they, they're talking about their like dealing with their kids and how they were raised versus how their kids are being raised yeah that's and funny I, I i enjoy that just from the yeah just because they're th- they're way too coddled and your their emotional needs are being too readily met yeah <laughs> like that sort of idea i thought so that was funny the uh in the first episode with will farrell the whole story about I mean, I was busting out laughing in my car listening to it when he's telling the story about when he received the uh, an award, um, oh, the Mark Twain Award, and well, that that I, whole that whole how that, that all one. went down. Like, like he 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 pitched it to the people who were giving him the award. He's like, "Hey, what do you think if I uh, break the award? Uh, like, I, I actually drop it and it it just crumbles into pieces, and then and then I just continue with my speech as if it was not broken." <laughs> And it's just like nobody else would 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 allow such a thing, but they were like, "Oh, sure, sounds great." And just him telling that story is it's funny. Mark Twain well, would appreciate that. Yeah, I think, I think so too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, I, I have been enjoying that show. The only thing that, again, I'm very plain Jane me. I just like podcasts where it's just people talking. They do a lot of uh, sound and editing starting to teeter on you know too much editing for me so? but you know but i'm you know i'm that's me yeah i yeah i it, it blew me away back when we were talking pod years ago when we first started doing the show and i was just spousing i just about radio lab and how phenomenal i thought it was and you're like yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> still too much for me i'm like are you kidding me it's phenomenal and you're like yeah i don't know I don't like all the sounds. Like, yeah, too all many right. sounds. Yeah, okay. But it's still a good show. You yeah. Gotta appreciate it. Holy that's cow. That's just me. It's personal preference. Yeah, that's all right. Um, you got anything else, John? Uh, I don't know. I just dropped all my papers. So I just lost everything. I Let's don't. See. I think I think the, the, the Jake the Snake was worth talking about. And I, like I said, I listened to the Bill Burr on Conan today. I thought that was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, and I my usual you know we talked about early boogie monster and kind of listen to that one getting off parole a little bit don't listen to that one as much yeah um, i still I, enjoy I it from time one. to time but it's i can't i can't do an episode a day that's you're not doing five a week now i don't have right time for it's that. too much so, um not that it's a bad thing it's there when i want it yeah i uh yeah no uh conan's show uh you mentioned joe rogan a lot of the same ones i've mentioned before um, I don't really, you know, I don't have a whole lot, you know, that I can say. No, not really. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Well, I think we call it a show. I think we did Once again, job. I wanted to talk about space stuff, and we didn't get there. Well, let's commit to it's it. Gonna so. be a, it's going to be a running joke where I don't get to talk about my my space stuff. Let's keep it hidden, just like your your uh, Star Trek love It's a big a deal. Band. The insight spaceship landed on Mars. Yeah, I saw that. That's it's a big pretty, deal. It is pretty awesome. It's the only the eighth ship to ever land on Mars. I mean, it is a big deal. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. If you believe it. <laughs> if you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, what? <laughs> All right. That's a good place to end so that me and Clayton can have some words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to. All right. Uh, 
That's a show. Good show. Episode 80 in the yep. books. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. We made it this far. That's pretty awesome. Sounds good. Yep. Adios. See us. <laughs> Sinking it, baby. Who cares? <laughs> so. <laughs>